Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. to get involved, He's, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, uh, today joined by Harrison Fagan. Normally, that's a, a Tuesday event, but he's on his way uh, out for vacation. Um, you and Brad Turner, do you plan? You are, are you going to Paris with Brad? Like, like, what's, yeah, what's no, him and I, we're we're hitting. It's actually it's uh, Paris. Uh, we're we're going. <laughs> oh, Paris. Yeah, yeah. M- me, me, and Brad, we love we love three things. We love the Lakers. We love baguettes, and we love wine. So you know, <laughs> Harrison and BT's Paris trip, Paris trip coming soon. <laughs> do you uh, do you even like baguettes? Like, do you even eat bread? Yeah. No. Ba- yeah. Okay. I, I just never yeah. know, man. You have like yeah, a yeah, weird yeah. list. Baguettes are good. Yeah. Yeah. There's no meat famously in them. Um, or at least not, none that I'm aware of. I guess maybe. maybe well, I they get better been... when you put meat in them is the thing. Well, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Harrison is, uh, is, is heading out on vacation um, for, for the foreseeable future. So uh, he is actually, he's not going to Perry. He's going to. The Perry of people where I'm, no 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 I'm I'm going well, on vacation. No, all right. They don't even I, know where. I'm going to say it's, I was going to all right. Can I say this? Can I say this? You're like you're like here's his address. Go hit him up. Um, well, no, this is this here's is where, where he lives I, so that you can break into his house. I'm just giving you all this information on a live stream. I am not going to give away all of that. I just think it's funny that for your vacation you are going to a wine country. I'm not going to say which one. I'm not going to say which part of of the state of California you're going to be in. <laughs> But 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 I do like it is very on brand for you to take a vacation to a region of the country known for a certain thing that you do not partake in whatsoever. Well, I mean, I think we just both had the realization that my dad is only bringing me as a DD for himself and my brothers. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, hey, I guess it's it's good to be wanted. Doesn't you know? Look, we can all see the opposite side of the situation with James Harden, where you have a specific set of skills and a mm-hmm. team doesn't want you. I have a specific set of skills and that team still wants me and they want to commit to me. And even if it means you know, like designated driving people to wine tours, like I- I'm I'm, it's better than the alternative of you know having to call people a liar publicly and you know uh try and force my way out of the family yeah i mean i i guess it, it would be nice like it would be funny if you did go out there and be like, <laughs> you 
recorded yourself saying that you will never be a part of an organization that your dad is is in ever again because he's yeah. he's taking you on vacation to be his DD. I like that that yeah. would be incredible, but uh no, I do not think it is going to arrive in that place. Your parents are both sweethearts and I do think like like wine country and all of that stuff is 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 a blast whether you do wine or not. Uh, there's like a lot, usually really good <laughs> food around there. you do wine. Yes. I, I free base my wine. <laughs> no, like, no, like you, like people. All right. never mind. All right. No, I, now I need to clarify. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like using do as like a verb in, in the sense that like you participate in the, in the yeah. thing. Right. Not like. Yeah. Hey, do you do do you do wine? Do you do? <laughs> like, no, it is not. Yeah, wine doesn't mean something else. He he means grape juice. <laughs> um, all right, that is enough kind of rambling around though. Uh we are going to talk today as it is August 14th. We are in and and we've got ourselves a nice juicy NBA story to actually converse about. And it's a perfect story for Harrison and I to laugh at. Just because all, all of the participants, everybody in this thing is about as ridiculous as it gets. And that usually brings the best out of, out of me and Harrison. And I have a theory on how this kind of sort of helps the Lakers, which gives us an excuse to talk about this on a Lakers podcast. Um, so I guess I'll start there and, and allow that to like send us off into into the good time that is laughing at James Harden and Daryl Morey and Sixers fans in general. Um, but I, <laughs> I, uh, James Harden, I'm, I'm pulling up the clip. I'm going to put the clip onto the show here in a second. Um, just so that, <laughs> just so that anybody who has been living under a rock today um, can be caught up as well. But James Harden, while in China, um, decided it was a good idea. He, uh, is somebody, he scouting his next team? Somebody, somebody asked him how he was doing, and, <laughs> and, and this was his response. Uh, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization. <laughs> he said that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of the organization that he's part of. The I like the, the I like the woo really, at the very end. Just like, Whoa! Was the question really how are you doing? Oh, I don't know. I, but that oh, okay. <laughs> I, that would that makes the clip like two hundred percent funnier than it already is, which is hilarious because I forgot. I already watched this thing this morning. I forgot that he says it again. He's like, "Let me clarify <laughs> let me and say this again, just to make sure that no one." is unclear about this thing that I just said into this microphone is that Daryl Morey is a liar and yeah. I will never play for his organization again. That is how I'm doing. Thank you. Next question. Oh uh, man. So uh, that taking place in China, like I, 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 I kind of wish that Daryl Morey would have retweeted his old tweet that got everybody in hot water in the first place. Just, just to further fuck with James. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, so. I that's what I woke up to today, and um, you know, I, I am generally up fairly early because I have kids. So this took like Shams's tweet. I think was sent at five thirty in the morning. 
um, my time. I'm two hours ahead I mean, of you. Yeah, I mean, famously, you know, Ch China's different time zone than uh, than California. Well, and Texas. no, but yeah. I'm 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 picturing it. I'm picturing like being a 76ers fan, and yeah, you yeah. wake up. And you get the shop's notification. Yeah, so like six, six their time because uh, you know six, six Eastern. Yeah. yeah, so they're they're getting up. They're getting ready to go to their blue collar <laughs> Philly jobs. You know, <laughs> they're gonna they're like they're getting all their they're getting all, packing up all their batteries, getting ready to throw them at Santa Claus. Um, famously, you know. understanding Philadelphia 76ers fans are waking up, and the first thing they see is what I thought was an AI thing. Before history is written. It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like I had, like I thought for sure that this was like a fake video. That like it is you a know, spiritual we, successor to Allen Iverson. So I see why you would think that. You know, yeah. it's, he did. Yeah, I think he he, he did wind up uh, holding out uh, for a yeah. trade. We're talking about Maury, not a yeah. not a game, not a game. Daryl Maury <laughs> and his lying. <laughs> the thing with Harden is there is so much stuff that is out there. Like his complaints are so ridiculous. There's one complaint that's floating out there that like he was promised pizza every Friday and that they had pizza the first Friday and after that didn't have pizza. And he used that as like as like a, a one of the launching points of why he stopped trusting Daryl Morey. Like that's an this actual can't thing be real. You, you I swear fact. to God, there's no way this is true. Look, that's what we thought about the Danny Ainge thing with the with Kyrie stepping on the leprechaun, right? We yeah, but that, that time that you did fake. actually get sacked, and then it turned out it was true. But it later. was true. <laughs> okay, all right. So yeah, now we're just trusting any misinformation because it could be true at a later point. You're like, well, no, this is believable, so it's probably true. My point then was that like that is that Danny Ainge is so ridiculous that I would believe that in the first place, and then it wound up being true. And I like James Harden has reached a point with how petty he is and how unprofessional he is that almost anything could be reported about this guy and i would probably believe it because he's that kind of a jackass like he's just no he has i mean he has entered that zone there we yeah we really should just call this the hardened zone like i don't know that there's another player that has shown as much enthusiasm for demanding trades as james harden 
hilariously, ever. I think you can actually uh, describe the defense that he plays, like the hardened zone. Like he just stands in one spot on defense. But it's only him. He's, like, he's I got, the only I got one playing zone. the zone. He's playing yeah, the every... hardened zone. Everyone else, <laughs> figure it out. It's... Good luck. <laughs> It's a one in box. Like he's over here and he just stands over there. Like you're not boxing one where everybody's working to 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 stop the one player. No, it's James Harden who is standing over there, just like chilling, and everybody else is trying to play defense around him. And and that's like the the, the Harden zone, uh, which which works out um in describing his situation here as well. Um I saw people also in Miami saying that like uh, I think it was Pablo Torre, yeah, um, was making the case that uh, <laughs> Damian Lillard should take notes from James. Nobody should take notes from James Harden. <laughs> I mean, Anthony, it's we been should... <laughs> so financially successful for him. You have to take notes on this and try and execute it yourself. I mean, you know, honestly, I, I was I was thinking about this this morning, and this is not me trying to be like a stand for the value of agents or anything like that. Like, you know, I, I think there are certain cases where, you know, they're probably not that important and, you know, whatever. But like, this is the case for the value of an agent because James Harden for a long time was an instant match player there was nothing to negotiate in his contract yeah. or very little he was just going to get you know teams were like you know daryl Morey was just going to say hey we are giving you this thing you know we are giving you yeah. the most we possibly can we're giving you every single concession basically mm -hmm. everything you want we're just giving it to you and so he's like why do i need to give 10 percent to an agent fair enough yeah. but this is where you're starting to see the downside of that is you know he has hired an agent now famously he hired one at mid-season last year but mm -hmm. you already saw like this is this is the disastrous sort of after effects of you know not having someone to sort of negotiate you through that saga that he was going through in Brooklyn and just sort of immediately going to Philly not really having someone to you know sort of help you out necessarily with like hey you know let's uh, you know talk you through that saga where he ends up being like hey I'm going to take less money so that you can sign PJ Tucker and then you know you'll you'll pay me next year right and right? you know <laughs> If, yeah. if he had, you know, like some super power agency, like I do wonder if this is still yeah. sort of how things No agent out. would have told him to take less money last year. Well, not. no, certainly not. I mean, he still ultimately could have done it if that's what he wanted to do, but yeah. no agent would have advised him that. Yeah, and, and the agent would have put in place some protections, I would imagine, for the situation that... And by the way, like this, like what you're talking about is the only way... James Harden looks even like decent in the situation, right? And like the theory that is out there is that he took less last season to be is able it a theory? to. I mean, that's just, I know that it hasn't been reported ironclad anywhere, but it seems pretty clear to me that that's what's happened based on his reaction. Um, I would like to see it reported a little bit more clearly to be, to be completely yeah, honest, enough. uh, like to then. And like, look, maybe well, it no just one's going to report it because no one wants to. No one. It wants would get to them in trouble. Of like they tampered, and you know, yeah. like that. You know, you're never getting another Sixer scoop again if you just are yeah. like, hey, they tampered or they circumvented or they whatever. Like it's yeah. you know, hashtag press on. Um, but like, I I I look at I look at you know, if that is indeed the situation, and 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 by the way, like you're right that that, that it's the only way that this all of this makes any sense whatsoever is if James Harden came to some kind of understanding. Like, I don't think he's this mad because Daryl Morey lied about pizza, you know? it's. <laughs> Have you seen James Harden? He I mean, like, maybe. He maybe. Looks like he really likes pizza. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> but, so but gross like, with that, uh, that much beard, though. Like, it's just like, you know... 
I was looking at like his smile and it's just like dominated by beard. He just, you see two teeth in his smile. Yeah. Well, anyway. you know, Hey, he's got his look, but you know, I'm just saying like um, that, you know, if I, if I grew my beard out more, yeah. pizza would not be high on my list of things to eat. It's just like, you know, it just, <laughs> yeah, it gets nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I, even without the beard, pizza is difficult to eat. Like yeah. on a date, for example, you know, that is, that yeah. is not the kind of situation I'd be, but anyway, so um, Maybe if James Harden hadn't been eating pizza during his meetings with the Sixers last year, like he would have been more respected at the table. But they're like, "What the hell? This guy's just..." Do you he's think like pizzas and just like Friday pizza the, the grease everywhere? Like, <laughs> do you think Friday pizza was the compromise that he wanted every day to be pizza day? <laughs> he's like, "Look, I'm taking 15 million less. You gotta have pizza every Friday, okay? It's." <laughs> Joel gets to pick the meals the other six days of the week. I want pizza Fridays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I, the, the theory out there is in, and, and it's something you've spoken to is that, you know, he came to that understanding, some kind of a handshake deal. They used the extra money. Fortunately, in this case, like when Dirk used to give back the money, Dallas would just like not use the extra money that he was giving them. Right. Yeah. Um, in this case, they actually used the money. They brought in P.J. Tucker. They traded for DeAnthony Melton, and and they actually like filled the space that he allowed them to feel by uh, uh, to fill by um, taking a little bit less money. And uh, now, as he is on the precipice of being made whole for taking that pay cut, whether it's Maury, whether it's Sixers ownership, whether it is some combination of both. They are not willing to make him fully whole or have come to a different understanding of what making him whole would even look like, right? Um, pizza that, every day, you know? <laughs> I, th I think that's what you got to do. Like, it would, yeah. Like, do you think just, they tried that before negotiations, like, fell apart? They're like, James, well, we can't give you a full five-year max, but we are willing to go yeah. to Pizza Friday and Saturday, okay? Oh. it's Well, he's never at the... There's no way he's ever at the arena or, or the facility. On yeah, Saturdays. that's true. He's like, we get you know. pizza Sundays, recovery yeah. Sunday, hangover no. food Sunday. Now, I, I, I'm probably thinking it's like a delivery thing that like he gets he gets pizza delivered at home because, yeah, the extra hours at the gym. He just does not yeah. like look like that kind of person. But anyway, um, I I looked at I, I, I looked at it from that perspective, though, and and. I get, I get why he would be upset about it if he thought that he was owed a certain thing and did not get what he believes he was professionally owed, right? We've worked in this in industry long enough to where we've had that happen uh, any number of times, right? Where uh, you feel like Speak you for are... yourself. I've always been treated with kindness and, uh, and like I, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna okay. say anything. Yeah. Well, anybody who has worked in this industry and is actually being honest would say that they have experienced this, I would say. Um, and and I get it. I totally get it from his standpoint. That said, this is probably going to cost him some money because public trade demands is a finable offense. Like this is so this is actually well, like and also you're aware of I, I don't know if you're aware of this rule, but this came out in the initial trade request saga. Like if he doesn't report to camp, there's a rule in the CBA. Zach Lowe dug it up. Like one ninety first of like, like yeah, it, it's a rule where if he doesn't show up, if he just holds out all year, he does is not able to just sign as a, the Sixers can block him from signing as a free agent anywhere. 
that and like if he doesn't if he doesn't report he can get like a crazy fraction of the amount owed to him this year yeah um, yeah yeah it but yeah, I mean, league. if nobody's really and everybody knows that he's going to report, which sort of leads us to, you know, this is this is going to get uncomfortable. Get with threats to our nation waiting around every corner. Adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, it's going to get more uncomfortable. <laughs> it's going to increase in uncomfortability. Um, I don't know how that would, what that would even look like. but I, I, I actually have an analogy for it. So I'm, I'm going right. to, you, you go ahead and give some thoughts. I'm, I'm going to be right back. Okay, so here's... Here's where and, and Harrison can actually hear me while I'm while I'm talking. So I promise he's going to be able to give me some feedback on my theory here too. But my theory is the entire league is waiting for something to happen with uh, Damian Lillard, and they're waiting for something to happen with James Harden. And both teams are waiting. Uh, well, all of the involved teams are waiting for the other trade pairing to make a deal so that they can understand the market and and use whatever the return is on Damian Lillard to justify the return or the expectation on what you get for James Harden. And the more that um the more that James Harden makes this ridiculous, the worse that uh things are going to get between those two sides and the more likely it is that the Sixers just say, you know, screw it, let's trade him and get it over with, which then might set the market for Damian Lillard. Uh, all right, you have your prop, though. I'm, I'm yeah, well, terrified I, I think, for you, you know, just that this is your of, prop. You know, like, just to sort of bring this home, like, this is this is Sasha. Everybody who listens to this podcast. Oh, he's already Sasha, pissed. My beautiful son. Yeah, no, he's kicking my keyboard. He is not happy right now. Um, <laughs> but Sasha, the reason he isn't happy is because, well, he doesn't know this yet, so cover your ears, buddy, but you are going on a car ride today, and you're going to go oh. down to your grandparents' house to stay <laughs> for a couple a couple weeks. Uh, so <laughs> Sasha had to get his flea mail. Uh, which he does not like getting his flea meds. Um, oh, really? Kelly loves those things. They're just like little chewable treats. He also uh, had to put on this little bell collar uh, because so that we know where he is and we're ready to get him in his. Oh yeah, he is not happy right now. Um, he's so pissed. so <laughs> planning <laughs> murder. I may have to put him down. So Sasha is like like you know, oh, uh, from your desk, not. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to put him down from my lap. Uh, he, is, he is still going to be in the land of the living. Uh, but so Sasha, you might not be. His flea but he's good. And yeah. his uh, and his like, you know, bell put on well, much like James Harden does not like when his max contract demands and pizza Fridays are not met. And so much like James Harden, Sasha decided to be like, OK, you want to get uncomfortable? You're comfortable getting uncomfortable. All right. I'm going to shit outside my litter box right before you podcast, which, you know, he decided to do because he's evil and he's going to scratch me if i don't put him down so <laughs> i was um, hoping that he would yeah so it would have been funny but i don't really want to get cat scratch fever which happened to me a couple of years ago so i'm sitting here and i'm lighting a candle while i record this podcast because it smells like shit in my office because he just decided to shit on the floor right before we decided. sorry i don't know if i'm supposed to curse on here you're gonna have to no you can Shit's okay not a curse um 
Okay. Uh, so I'm sitting here. I'm uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable in his little bell collar. We're just uncomfortable together. And that is sort of what it's going to be like with James Harden and Daryl Morey, because I don't know, you know, how you sort of to your point, like this is going to be, it really is more of a staring contest than these situations really are because both sides don't seem to care that the other one is going to try and make their life hell. And it's sort of, it's a beautiful conclusion to the James Harden, Daryl Morey saga, like two guys who made their whole careers on not caring about like people's emotions, you know, trying to get one over on everyone, trying to, you know, like win every single trade transaction, every single drive to the basket, every single, you know, like um, just constant grifting and, you know, uh, like not caring about the human side of things or the intangible side of things, you know, and like now they sort of are stuck with both of each other in decline and they you know it's sort of a beautiful ending to their you know partnership where both guys are realizing it's like wait they didn't like me just for my like personality he just liked me because i was giving him a max contract or oh he just liked me because i was good at basketball we weren't actually best friends yeah so i don't know it's it did it did give us sort of poetic. Uh, it, it is somewhat productive though because remember when like Daryl Morey kind of sort of like started the conversation as like, is James Harden the greatest offensive player of all time? And that gave way to Harden stands telling us that Harden is actually better at basketball than Kobe Bryant. You know what I have to say to that? Oh, Daryl Morey is a liar. <laughs> I'm glad you have that in there. I, I, I challenge you to find a way to use that like in, uh, as, as a recurring bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, when, uh, when, <laughs> when Steve Ballmer gets asked about like what it's actually going to take for, for, uh, the Clippers to land James Harden, his response is going to be, I'm, I'm excited for the always just like even keeled, you know, Sixers media landscape to get access to the Daryl Morey is a liar drop for their radio shows. I think this is only going to lead to good things for Daryl's tenure. And also the other yeah. thing, too, is this is. Yeah, so this is not the same situation as the AD extension, right? Like AD is much younger, much much more of a no brainer to sort of give him that extension. It's not apples to apples, not or nearly the like headache. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to I don't want to suggest that it is, but this is part of why. Yeah, and AD also has not shown the same level. AD had a trade request, but he still showed up and tried to play for the Pelicans. They actually yeah, remember they were like they they, they like him. yeah they they yeah famously I think got fined for not playing him. Yeah, or I don't know if they got fined, but they definitely got told they had to knock it off and they had to play him. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so, you know, AD is not James Harden's, like, level of agitator or anything like that. But this is why you give the extension. This is why you just do the things for the stars and why so many teams immediately just say, hey, we're just going to give the star everything because this is what they can do. And then you see the reaction from players today to James Harden's comments. And it's all universally, like... Yeah, f that guy. He he didn't he promised you something and he didn't give it to. How are the Sixers going to sign you know like star level free agents with that max cap space next summer? You know, I don't know. Guys yeah. tend to. I know James Harden is certainly I don't think like a beloved figure around the league necessarily, but he's not a reviled one by any means. He's a guy who other players probably think is worthy of more respect than he's been shown by the Sixers. Mm -hmm. And this is why teams just give the guy stuff is because this is what happens when you don't or something like this, and then you get this rep. And all of a sudden, you have a harder time getting free agents if there's a tiebreaker. And it's like,
like, well, am I going to go to the team of, you know, the Lakers where they're going to give me the two-year extensions every single year that I want to keep playing with them or whatever, like LeBron and like Kobe and all of this stuff? Or do I want to go to the Sixers where Daryl Morey's going to convince me to take less and then the next summer not even offer me a contract? There is so much going on in this um, that extends well beyond Maury and Harden. Um, I like I, one thing, a theory that I've kind of had bouncing around, and I think at some point I'm going to expand on it for um, Substack, is that uh, I've always wondered, there were like unspoken agreements and, and, and like a certain way, there was a certain way to do business back when you had more former players as executives. And like, yeah, Joe Dumars at the end of his tenure was a disaster. And we have seen... Uh, you know, other former players, um, you know, somewhat kind of stumble a little bit, com- but like James Jones has been very good in his position and, yeah. and, uh, and there are, there are certainly success stories as well. Danny Ainge, right. Also a former player. And, and the thing with like former players is that they understand what it's like to be a player in this spot. Right. Yeah. And, um, as yeah, we, Danny Ainge was famously sympathetic to players. Um, well, sure, yeah, and well, but, but that's like part of the, the part of the reputation with him. Why yeah. AD specifically didn't want to go to Boston, right? It was because yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he saw how that was going, and and how AD's dad didn't want him to play in Boston for a variety of reasons. One of them being the way that like Danny Ainge didn't like conduct business the way that players expect executives to conduct business, and. You know, one thing that I've kind of wondered in this analytics era, and and this isn't me being like anti-analytics or anything like that, but but I think of the people more likely to overlook human tendencies and the importance of human relationships, I think the very analytical executive is more likely to do that than the former player because the former player has been in the other person's shoes before. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And I, I and I think one of the faces of that movement is Daryl Morey, right? And and this notion that like James is just gonna show up for camp and everything's gonna be hunky dory. And the fact that and, and, and Daryl Morey has already done this once before with Ben Simmons, right? And 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 I think when a player or players on mass feel like they are being seen as nothing more than trade pieces, than assets, than you know lines on 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 a balance sheet um they are more likely to disrespect their side of the way business is typically conducted and and i do kind of wonder because we are at this kind of crossroads where players and executives i don't think have ever really been far further apart other than like the pre-free agency days when players yeah, like yeah. locked I out say, of, i think they yeah I, I think they've been a yeah. little further apart yeah yeah but like in recent years, certainly they have, I don't, I don't like, this is the yeah. worst. I think these relationships have ever really been. And, and I, I do kind of wonder if one of the downsides of this analytics era is the like disregard for the human element and the way business just was conducted for decades in the NBA and in professional sports. We see it in baseball all the time where, you know, a player will and, and, and running backs, right? Shit running backs in football where yeah. they, they get drafted. They make like three or 4 million bucks for the first couple of years of their career when they're their most useful. And then they get, they like, there was an executive who went on the record the other day that I saw who said like, 
yeah, I, I am going to, to run this player into the ground and then I am going to, to, to let some other dumb team pay him and I'll get the next body in there to, to do those things too. And if that is what you're willing to say or even willing to leak to the, to, to the press, imagine what those conversations sound like behind closed doors. So yeah. like, I do kind of wonder here with, with Harden and with Maury, if this is, if this is them kind of going like, if, if this was always kind of the natural um, ending point in this uncomfortable relationship between player, let alone superstar and executive who only sees player as asset. And, 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 and uh, it, it, the fact that it gets this ugly at this point between two people who you would think had like about as good a relationship in this They're form as you can have paintings of James Harden in his house. Yeah. Um, and yet that has not stopped it from souring to this point. Yeah, man. Like I, I do kind of wonder if, if like, you know, one, one nice thing that like Bob Myers had going for him in, in golden state. And I think even Rob has in, in LA is because they have seen, they have been on the other side of those I negotiations. I was going to make this exact point. It doesn't have to just be yeah. former players. It, the, the, this is part of the rise of the executive as GM, yeah. which comes with, as we've agent. seen, agent uh, as you know, it, or yeah, with agent as GM, uh, which as we've seen, like in LA and in New York, like doesn't always work well where, you know, you're setting up and it's like, oh, we know they're not going to target so-and-so because that's like another yeah. rival. Like that's not perfect either, but it's certainly going to give you a better rep with stars and star level player because think about it like when we say players and reputation and whatever we're really mostly talking about stars because for the guys below that level that aren't getting the max they're just yeah. going to go to whoever gives them the most money or the biggest role or sort of whatever they're looking for it's not really going to be about like oh Daryl Morey was mean to James Harden and so I don't want to take this you know full mid-level exception here like that's that's <laughs> yeah. unlikely to be yeah. you know sort of like a, a tiebreaker but for stars who they're getting basically the same regardless of where they go these reputations matter and and, you know, I think that's why you, that's some of, you know, I think has always sort of been the Lakers uh, mindset. And is that going to always work out for you perfectly? No, it can result in some extremely ugly years, too. But it's not but you're going to be able to get out of it because you have the rep with the stars that, you know, they're going to want to entrust their sort of time in the league to you. Yeah, it's also why communication is so important and so vital to this. And this is something, again, that... um like my, all right. So my dad is an engineer. My dad has an engineering back background and, um, he is like insanely analytical. He's one of the like smartest people, maybe the smartest person I have, I have ever really known. He can be really bad at communicating because not everybody sees things the way that he kind of does. And I think with analytically inclined people, if you aren't like on that level, there is an inclination to just be like, it's not even worth trying to talk to you. You aren't at my level, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, one example that kind of comes to mind in, um, where it's important to be like, you know, an, an analytical genius, but also like understand how people work is actually Dr. Jerry Buss, um, where Kobe was like adamant, get me the fuck out of here. I do not want to be a Los Angeles Laker anymore. I am sick of dragging Luke Walton to the first round of the playoffs. Like, this is just, I, I'm hey, not going to. There were players, I think, on that team that he was a lot more sick of dragging than Luke Walton. Okay, I all think. right. So, who would it be? Brian Cook. I am sick smush. of. Smush. It was definitely Smush. It was 100% Smush or Kwame that he mentioned by name. Like, it was one of those two guys. <laughs> <laughs>